This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This your song, E? No, this is Smalls. Don't, 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 don't be shy now. Go for it, Smalls. Be rabbit Come on. No, this is not my song. The, the final one is. The final one. The yeah. final yeah, exactly. battle. Can you do it? Papa can you Doc? just do it? I don't think I can. I might lose my job. Too many swear words. Well, can you do it without swearing? Probably not. Let's not you try went it to on Cranbrook. Let's That's not try a private it on day three. school. How about that? <laughs> Wait, she was just doing it. Let's hear it. You went no, to... no, no, no. Let's get a little further down the line. I was going to say start, it'll come out. Start risking it all. How about that? Okay. And Clarence yeah, lives at home with go. both parents. There we go. You can't do it just when Chris is speaking. She tries to slip it underneath. She's actually doing it. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio <laughs> and the ESPN app. We are prog- uh, pre- presented. There we go. It were, by it progressive. Were, it were. <laughs> sure. Remix. That's a remix. <laughs> Sirius XM 80 ESPNU. By the way, uh, if you're watching on the TV side or the app side, you see us in our Christmas gear and our helmet with uh, CeCe wearing that helmet of the Ravens. It is football Christmas today, the beginning of the season, of course, with the Chiefs and the Lions. Uh, the boss man, the great Justin Craig, came in during the break and he said, hey, CeCe, he like, gave us a serious look. He looked mm-hmm. at CeCe. He said, hmm, no helmet. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, why aren't you wearing the helmet during the break? And Chris is like trying to defend himself. He's like, well, I, I, you know, when I went to the sidelines, I did take my helmet off. <laughs> so I think maybe now, I don't know, helmet off during the break. Like you think you need the Gatorade, like you need the water guy here to help you out and yeah, you okay? Maybe an ice towel to wrap ice around towel. my neck just to kind of cool off a little bit. Right. Yeah. There could be something for that. We have some that. heated conversations. Yeah. yeah. Get on the bike. Get the legs moving. There we go. Yeah. That is always interesting when they're like riding the bike. Like <laughs> athletes do more of a workout than most people during games as they're trying to like, you know, get the, the legs going or whatever during the bike situation. You're right about that. Add on sports like on Twitter, by the way, poll question is up. Is Russell Wilson already a Hall of Famer? I'm doing well with this. I said yes, and I'm with 16% of the people out there. 16? <laughs> yeah, 16. 16. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 16%. You go. But you're back. saying it with your chest, though. Yeah. So that's all that matters, right? You I'm, believe it. Right. Yeah. I'm glad I do. you have people yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. No, I really do believe it, but yeah. I, it doesn't seem like a lot of other people do. No, Kansas City, Detroit tonight. Kansas City defending champs. I'm going to ask this question with the understanding that, of course, every game matters. But, but... Does this game actually matter for Kansas City tonight? It matters so much for Detroit. I get it. Kansas City, they're the champ. Like, does this actually matter that much for KC tonight? Even though I've already said I think they're going to win by 10 or more. Well, here's why it matters for KC. The AFC has just gotten so much tougher. Think about Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers being with the New York Jets. Think about what the Dolphins are doing, the Buffalo Bills, every team in the AFC North, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a sneaky playoff contender type of team. You have them in the championship game. Yeah, exactly. Even the Chargers in their own division. Like, there is so much competition in this conference. And even though they're playing a non-conference game, which would seem like it wouldn't be that important if they lost it, you are talking about the thinnest of margins when it comes to positioning yourself to have the number one overall seed. And think about this. In the Pat Mahomes era of Chiefs football, they don't play any road playoff games. Pat Mahomes has never played on the road. The AFC Championship game is always in Arrowhead Stadium. Mm -hmm. What happens, what are the results if they do have to go on the road? That's something that Andy Reid and Mahomes don't want to have to find out. Now, I'm not going to sit here and question Mahomes' greatness and whether or not he can get it done. But if the goal is to find the best path to getting back to a Super Bowl and going back-to-back, which would be the first time anybody's done that since your Patriots in 2003-2004, then you want to be able to have home field. And that's why I say... This is an important game to get just because of the competition in the conference that the Chiefs are going to be facing. Yeah, the AFC is incredibly tough this season. Yeah. When, we're, when we were putting together our our division winners, our playoff teams, and the AFC, I, I 
had to leave out some really good teams. Yeah. It was a really tough assignment. However, I don't think this we had that assignment. Let me just make sure. Okay. Yeah. Did any, what, the teacher didn't give me the homework. No. Okay. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> I don't think this game matters for the Chiefs. Mm. Thank you, Smalls. I don't Smalls. think this game matters Thank for the Chiefs. Thank you, Smalls. Because we know who the Kansas City Chiefs are. We don't really know who the Detroit Lions are yet. We hope that they become what we think they are. If the, if the Chiefs come out and lose this game tonight, we'll say, well, there's no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones. If the Chiefs lose this game tonight, I don't think their season is going to be impacted by this. We, Yes, of course, they would like to continue to have the road to the Super Bowl go through Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. I have no reason to doubt Patrick Mahomes if he has to go on the road for that game. I just think in totality when I look at this, I'm not going to really bat an eye or sweat a bit on the Kansas City Chiefs if they come out and drop this game. I agree. I think, listen, I brought this up with the idea that it doesn't matter. I think, CeCe, you had a good argument against it. The argument against that it does mean that it does matter is because of the fact that if you look at the AFC, how many teams in the AFC right now do you look at and say they basically have no shot of making the playoffs? And I came up with two total teams, two out of the entire conference. I don't think Houston has a shot, and I don't think Indianapolis has a shot. I don't think Tennessee has a shot, and I don't think Vegas has a shot. Okay, I I would say they do. Okay. I would say Tennessee does simply because of the coaching. Right. I think is elite, and I think Vegas, if Jimmy G plays, he wins when he plays football games. But when is he ever healthy? I know, but I could spin season. it. I could spin it that way, right? You have so much more confidence in Jimmy G right. and Josh McDaniels than we G. do. You just stare into those eyes, that perfectly coiffed hair, and it does it for you, doesn't it? Is he it? the best-looking quarterback outside of Brady of all time? Like, I think the big three. I'll, 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 let's, I'll let small time in Do you see how, how he has the caveat well, I outside have a of big Brady. three, and I think, I think there's one you person. You have a three? A big three? You don't? I, I haven't thought about it. I could come right. off the list. Start I thinking have about it. In my he, back spends t- he spends time at night. Oh, who, oh who's I'm going to okay, tell you so something. Brady, I'm going to tell you something. All right. See, there is a coach that everyone crowns as the greatest coach ever for a lot of reasons. You don't think about one reason that he's the greatest coach ever. If you think about Belichick's ability to identify the good-looking quarterback, Brady, Cam Newton, Jimmy G. You're not getting much better than that. That's your big three all That's time? That's my big three. David Carr, good-looking now on NFL Network, right? Mm-hmm. He's good-looking. Why am I the only one speaking here? <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm You I'm never looked at a quarterback, CC, and it was like, I don't see, know if I can doing, hit that he's guy. He's doing it again, Smalls. He's trying to put me in the most uncomfortable yeah. position right now, and I'm not going for it. Okay. That's why I'm going to defer to you. Can I rephrase the question? Yes, please. Have Thank you, you ever looked at your quarterback and been like, wow, he's really handsome? I think we're going to win some games. Yes. No. Oh. Never thought about it that way. <laughs> no. Now, I've looked at the tape and I said, man. That quarterback looks damn good throwing the football. We're going to win some games. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've never looked at him and said, man, you're, you're a beautiful person. See, I think gonna I'm going to no. tell you something. I think Smile. every guy that plays quarterback in the NFL is, is one step above where they normally would be as a look. Like if we were just going to look at somebody on the street and then we never knew who they were and you have a seven as a quarterback, right, looks-wise. They become at least an eight or a nine, knowing they're playing quarterback. Okay, so you got to give me an example for that now. Okay, I mean, you're so, throwing it out there. It's a working right. theory. Uh, what so is you're it? saying, okay, um, let me just think of it. Josh Allen. Josh Allen walking down the street. What is he? Six seven. Yeah. He becomes an eight or a nine because he's a quarterback. Yeah. He does. Yeah, especially when you're on the cover your of number. You think your number <laughs> increases. Your number increases because you play quarterback. 
Absolutely. Is it because you play quarterback? Or is, Aaron Rogers, is Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers? Well, they go or, hand in hand. Because you, you look like a stallion. Because you're you're built differently. Ooh, you know what Sloan's I'm saying? Calling Josh Allen a stallion. No, I'm just yeah. saying a quarterback in general. They're built different. Okay, you know, right. they they have that yes, air about them. Yes, we are. Them. We are. Well, that's right. I agree right. with you. We okay. are built different. County records. Yeah, uh, that's right. I'm becoming increasingly uncomfortable with oh, this conversation. Stop it! Will you please? I thought we were talking about the Chiefs and the Lions. We, we are. We are. Okay. Yeah. Who's better looking, Goff or Mahomes? No. So when you look at this this game. I agree with you. I think that there is a an element of it that could change the Lions' mentality positively. I don't buy for a second that if they lose tonight that all of a sudden they're going to question everything, and I just don't think it matters that much for the Chiefs. That said, I think they're going to blow them out. But here's why I, really I say do. it's important for the Lions, though, and, and I probably would lean to it being more important for them because this is a team that has high expectations, but they haven't done anything yet. The best thing that they've done in the Dan Campbell era of things is keeping the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs last year. And that's not nothing, but they did build momentum in the second half of last season. They won eight of their final ten games. Jared Goff was 15 touchdowns to no interceptions. They had a top five offense in yards and points, and their defense started to come around. So all of those things are positive. Let me add one quick thing to that because it's a great point. That game, the end of last season, is one of the most important non-playoff games you'll ever see because it was treated like a playoff game. Yes. It ends Rodgers' career, and it puts the Lions on this game opening night tonight. Continue. No doubt about it. But here's what I will say. All of those things, all of those good feels from the offseason, the expectations, they get sidetracked if you lose this game. Mm-hmm. They do. Confidence comes from demonstrated performance. If you can't go out there and beat a team that is the bar for everybody in the NFL because they just won the Super Bowl without their best two players, uh, two of their best three players, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, what are we as a team? How good can we really be? Doubt starts to creep into your mind. It's a part of the player psychology, whether they want to admit it or not. And that's why I think this game is so important for the Detroit Lions just to affirm all of the things that Dan Campbell has been preaching since he got there day one three years ago. This is what they've been building up to. And if you can't beat the Chiefs without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey, that is going to be deflating for the Detroit Lions. And all of a sudden, the way you feel about your team, the way you feel about what you can potentially get done, get accomplished in 2023, shifts a little bit. So the Lions are 0-4-1 in their last five season openers. It's tied for the second longest active winless streak in season openers. They had a tie in week one. I don't even remember that. It was. That's the worst week one thing that you could have. Say that again. What's that? 0-4-1 in their last five season openers. Yep, 0-4-1 in the last five season openers. Tied for the second longest active winless streak in season openers. They Their last win was 2017 versus the Cardinals in, in the season opener. And to your point... There's a big difference between ending on a good note and playing the disruptor and being a team that is poised to be a force and punch your own ticket. And they need to start by setting the tone tonight. Well, here's the thing. They are the odds-on favorite to win their division. Now, you, that's some that's expe- expectations. That's pressure. Can you live up to it? When you have nothing to play for, it's easy to go out there and take your best swing. But can you go out there, play loose, play fast, and be successful when you got it all on the line, where there is something to play for. That's a that's new learning for not only the players in Detroit, but for the coaching staff and the people in the front office. This is unfamiliar territory. This team hadn't won a division in 30 years. Unreal. The last time they won a division, it was the NFC Central, not the NFC North. So there are expectations. And if you're on that team, if you're the coach, if you're a player, if you're in that front office, how often are you going to have this type of stage, this type of opportunity to prove 
that Detroit Lions football is turning a page and it's a new chapter. This is a great opportunity to show not only yourselves, but the rest of the National Football League, who you are and what you're going to be about in 2023. That's why this game is so important for them. Do you have any questions about that pressure, though? Because when you have the bad start that the Lions have last year and you turn it around, it's galvanizing. Yeah. And you're going on a run. You're but, unexpected. But, but think about that. You can like, play loose when you start out 1-6. and six. I mean, Of course. That's exactly. what I'm saying. You There's just, no pressure. You you're, can just go out there and let it rip. You, you're There's the no pressure. There's pressure now exactly. because there are expectations. But as somebody once told me, pressure is a privilege. Can they embrace that and come out and execute against a team that is used to competing for championships. But we love Dan Campbell. We love we love the culture so far. We love the messaging. But organizationally, the Detroit Lions have not been talked about in these conversations for many, many years. Is that something that you can just adapt to? I, I still I'm don't wondering. even know why they're playing tonight. Like seriously, I don't know why they're I don't know how they got this game. I, I don't understand it. The league obviously is telling us something that we may or may not agree with here. I think it's too much too soon. I really do. I think it's too – like, I just I, – I'm stunned they're playing but Based tonight. on what, though? Based on the fact that you just said they started 1-6. and six, They're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. They go on a run at the end of the season. They have that game we just discussed about the with the Packers, which was a meaningful game. Sunday Night Football, NBC, the whole deal. But they didn't make the playoffs – Right, you're, you're putting a team that didn't make the playoffs that doesn't necessarily have Super Bowl aspirations on opening night in the NFL. Of course we're all going to watch. Of course, barring something unforeseen, it's going to be the biggest story we talk about tomorrow. I get it because it's the NFL and it's the Kansas City Chiefs and it's opening night. I'm just still stunned knowing it's hours from now. The Lions got this game tonight. It's still remarkable to me. Coming up, does Sean Payton have anything to lose this year in Denver? We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We got to do it, right? Right? Hey, hey Ma. Ma. <laughs> What's, What's up? up? <laughs> All good. All right. Oh, we going to get in on the night. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're going to get it on tonight. <laughs> Lions, right. Chiefs, we're going to get it on tonight. Finally. Let's go. Let's go. Let's it, go. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. About to put myself in concussion protocol because I'm slapping <laughs> this helmet. <laughs> you know, i got to give Nuno credit for something. He just put, our producer put something in my head that I, now I want to uh, bring in. Seth Wickersham, who's a phenomenal writer, ESPN senior writer, has a great story out about the Denver Broncos and the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and what they're doing in Denver this year. Seth, if you ran an NFL team, would you allow you to speak to people that work for the team because of how good you are? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> 
No, I'm being no, serious. Yeah, at really what, at what, at what nice. point? At what point do NFL teams realize this guy gets information that other people don't get in these long form features that maybe we should block him? And I say this lovingly because, like, give people some of the nuggets that you learned in this story about the Broncos that other people did not have. Um. Yeah, thank you. I mean, look, it's my job, and I think that, like, you know, the 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 gift that I have with this role that I think that is unique is that, like, you know, we can take time to try to learn about these people or personalities or teams and situations and gather material and then use that material to gather more material. So whether it's an investigative story or it's a profile like this, the fact that the moment that I learned that Sean Payton told Russell Wilson to stop kissing the babies. I'm not tweeting that out. You know, I mean, I learned about that in July mm. and, you know, you have a chance to really craft a story and, and put things in context so that um, it's not just trying to get the easy clicks for that. You're trying to tell a bigger story about someone. I want to follow up, Seth, on the will you stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office comments that you got out of the Sean Payton story because that's the one that's making all of the headlines because we've heard all the stories that came out of Denver last year with Russell Wilson. Do you think that message that Sean Payton was trying to get through to his quarterback was received? I do. I mean, it's obvious. I think that, look, last year the Russell hype got out of control and everybody – with the team played a part in it. It wasn't just Russ. It was social. It was PR. It was the organization. And look, it's easy to understand why. I mean, they had not had a franchise quarterback for so long and they were excited and they wanted the fans to get excited, but it went too far and it set Russell up. It was like that, that toxic storm of Russell's personality and his quirks and poor play on the field and the fact that they had built him up so much. And I was on the field last year when he was introduced for his first home game. I mean, that I could feel those roars in my rib cage. It was so loud. And, you know, it just things did not go well at all last year. And so I think that, like, what Sean was trying to do is set a little bit more of, like, a business-like atmosphere and let's not make ourselves easy to mock. And, you know, I don't think he was lecturing Russell. I've seen people talk about how, you know, he dressed down Russell. I I, I think he meant it as kind of a joke with some seriousness in there. And Russell not only understood it, but look, he's performed well. I mean, he's down 15 pounds. I watched a lot of film with Sean Payton, and there was times we would watch film of practice where it looked like Russell threw a bad ball over the receiver's head, whatever it was. It turns out Russell threw it exactly where it was supposed to go and the receiver didn't run the right route. And so I think that like he's happy where, where, where Russell is and the way that he's performing so far in training camp. And, you know, we'll just see. Uh, one more quick follow-up about Russ, Seth. How is he received amongst the team? How are, how are his teammates viewing Russell Wilson right now? Well, everybody is, you know, you have to prove it. Um, you guys know that. I mean, just because you played well one game or one year, as you guys know, it doesn't mean anything. It is so – the NFL is so unforgiving that way. Sean Payton has this he, – he has very few mementos in his office, but one of them he has is a letter he got from Bill Parcells, and it was right after he won the Super Bowl. And, you know, the letter was like, hey, congratulations, I'm proud of you. 
And then the last line is success is never final. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how miserable do you have to be <laughs> to think that, <laughs> you know, that, that when your one of your protégés goes out there and wins the ultimate, wins the Super Bowl, you have to end the letter saying success is never final. I mean, he didn't even let Sean Payton enjoy that Super Bowl for 10 minutes. And I think that like that's what life is like in the NFL. And I think that when you have money, when you have obviously the type of contract that Russell got, that adds a lot of pressure. But I, I think that people know that right now he's the best quarterback for that team. And, you know, we'll see how he plays. Seth, I'm just going to say this about Sean Payton. I would have loved to gotten an invite to be a part of the breakfast club at that country club in, in Idaho. I'm it just, was cool. Just, okay, just I'm not going to lie. There. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Talking to ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham on Unsportsmanlike. And, Seth, another franchise that you've covered extensively over the years is the New England Patriots. And reading the tea leaves and listening to what Robert Kraft has had to say about his overall program and where Bill Belichick fits with his team, he made a point earlier on in the offseason to say that they didn't allow players to chase individual accolades in lieu of team success. And if they didn't do that with players, he intimated that he wouldn't do that with his coach, even though everybody is speculating that Belichick would like to pass Don Shula for the all-time wins record. So I just want to ask you point blank, could we live in a world where Bill Belichick steps away from being a head coach after this upcoming season? This is this is an opinion on my part, but I do think so. If the team's trajectory is clearly heading down, um, I, I think that's a scenario where, you know, Bill and, and Robert, you know, after this phenomenal run that's going to put both of them in the Hall of Fame, you know, kind of say, look, we've done what we can do. I mean, it's an interesting situation, right? Because you have Kraft. Yeah, you know, he comes out there and he says that. And that was true. Like when they would sign, you know, receivers to contracts, they would put team scoring goals as incentives in the contracts, not individual ones. And, you know, they were very progressive and ahead of their time with that. And as you know, in a locker room, I think that like that, those are some of the few things that can bring, you know, this disparate part of, you know, group of guys together. And, you know, you've just seen some weirdness, you know, like the, the big announcement for Gerard Mayo, the big announcement for Bill O'Brien, the fact that they've got, you know, two assistant coaches on the staff that, you know, are, are getting more prominent roles and the owner has kind of empowered them. Um, you have Bill, who a couple months ago said, you know, we're always at the bottom of cash spending. Kraft kind of coming out and saying that resources have never been a problem. And then Bill coming out a couple weeks ago and saying, well, cash spending isn't really indicative of success. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, there's just little little cracks that even the most disciplined people in professional football um, can't help but, but slip into. And I think it would take, you know, I think it, you'd have to look at the team and say that, look, look, this team is clearly on the downside. The trajectory of the franchise isn't what we want. We have to figure out a way to part ways. In lieu of that, I have a hard time believing, no matter how much Bill Belichick drives Robert Kraft crazy and has driven him over, driven him crazy over the years, I really have a hard time believing that Kraft would, would part ways with him. Seth, you know, just one quick thing just to finish up here. Chris asked you the question about that possible bold thing that could happen. What's never spun by anyone right now, and they've done it to themselves, and I am admittedly a Pats fan, is like, what if Mac Jones is just pretty good because the rest of the team is really good and they actually could work this thing out? Like, it's not crazy to think in 30 seconds or less here, Seth, that like the other way could happen, right? 
No, because, I mean, look, you've got the Jets look like they're loaded, but you never know. You have the Dolphins. You wonder if Tua can stay healthy. You know, the Bills have kind of, you know, you wonder if their window starts to close. It it can close fast in the NFL. I mean, I think the Patriots could make a run. Obviously, they've got some offensive line issues. That's going to have to come together. You need Mac Jones to kind of solidify himself as really the only other quarterback out of that class of 21 that, you know, looks like that he'll be a guy that a franchise really wants to hang on to besides Trevor Lawrence. And so, yeah, I could see them making a sneaky run in that division. Seth Wickersham, who if you let in your building, he's going to have stories that you don't even know about that's going on in your building. ESPN.com senior writer has got a great piece out about the Broncos right now. Done great work about the Pats, as CC mentioned. Thank you so much for a few minutes, Seth. We appreciate it. Great to talk to you guys. All right, there he is, Seth Wickersham, joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. CC, your argument is fair. He backed it up. We're just never spinning it the other way anymore, which yeah. is so interesting because for 20 years we gave them the benefit of the doubt, and now it's like, well, like what if they're just pretty good? Like, that could happen, too, well, they being New thing. England. Here's the thing. You brought up the over-under with the Patriots' win total of being 7.5. I would take the over on that today exactly. because Bill Belichick is always going to find a way to put together some wins that we wouldn't expect them to based on the teams that are playing against each other on paper. But I just don't have confidence that this program is moving in the right direction. I don't look at the Patriots as an ascending franchise right now, and that's a problem in a division where the rest of the teams are clearly on the upswing. Coming up, we'll get into our NFL awards predictions. Go ahead and envy me. We're going to name the NFL MVP next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Is Pat Mahomes going to be all right tonight without Travis Kelsey? Yes. Okay. What about without Chris Jones? Yes. Okay. All right. Keep doubting him. Okay. My God, you I mean, too. we got to make our picks later on in the show. That's, that's happening. I'm two minds about it. I'm torn. I don't know which way I need to go. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Series XM Channel 80, ESPNU, the ESPN app, all the great ESPN stations across the country, which um, we just found a way to work in us asking for a lot of gear from our ESPN stations across the country that carry <laughs> our show. We love you. We thank you. Uh, we gave out our sizes. XL for me, Triple X for Canty, Smalls for Small, Smalls for Smalls, Small, whatever, however you say that. So uh, it's a small. feel free, feel free, because Candy told us that the Baltimore Ravens, and he's wearing a Ravens helmet if you're watching on TV or the ESPN app for the NFL Christmas that we are starting tonight, or we have tonight, with uh, Smalls and I wearing the Christmas hats. <laughs> Candy told us the Baltimore Ravens still send him stuff every single month. And most people, I would say, know Canty as a giant or a cowboy, 
and yet somehow, some way, his other team still sends him gear. So we got, um, well, we got jealous of that, and so we want the station gear from all of our stations across the country. Yeah, so. but I don't want to throw shade at my other teams. I mean, they, they send me stuff from time to time. Oh, just, here he goes. Just not as often as the Baltimore Ravens do. I mean, I do post game for the New York Giants. So I'm always going over there, jump in the equipment room, get some hoodies, get some stuff. I mean, they, I get swag bags from them, Don't too. forget your friends when you're uh, going over there the next your... <laughs> time. Don't forget your friends. So hold on. So we can, we can sell you? We can get your NFL fandom? Maybe, if I maybe rephrase swag? that a little bit. I can be bought. I can, you, you can be, be bought. bought. My love okay. can be bought, right. just so we're clear. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. Um, by the way, Javante, who always gets annoyed with uh, Canty's humble brags, just to point out, Javante, producer of this show, he just said, hey, don't leave out my other teams that give me free gear, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just pointing out the Ravens as the free gear. I don't want the Cowboys and Giants left also out. give him free gear. Listen, I cash checks from all of them. I root for all of them. It's just going to be a little weird on Sunday night because yeah. two of my three teams play each other, Do which you- is why I wore the Ravens helmet because I know I'm going to get the easy win on Sunday against the That's Texans. That's smart. That's a smart yeah, play right there. There you go. All right, let's do this. We're going to give out our MVP and head coach of the year, right? We're each going to do it, and then we're going to start up an MVP draft at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So our picks don't count for the draft. Whoever picks first in the MVP draft, out of you out there, that person's off the board. So basically it's the confidence rankings in the MVP. So if someone goes first and they pick Mahomes, well, Mahomes can't go next. And then we see how our fans out there actually believe this season is going to go relative to the MVP. Smalls, kick us off. Who wins MVP and Coach of the Year this year? Uh, Jalen Hurts is my MVP. He would have won it last year if he didn't have the the injury that cost him the final two games of the season. I do not think last year was an outlier. He has continuity with his head coach, his wide receiving core. I think we see Jalen Hurts take yet another step forward, which I know sounds crazy based on what we saw him do last year. Look at the performance he had in the Super Bowl. This guy's going to win the MVP this year, absolutely. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a beast. 35 touchdowns, single-digit turnovers. Unreal. Not too many quarterbacks can put together seasons like that. I'm going to go with a quarterback that has put together a season like that in recent memory. (laughs) That being my guy, Lamar Jackson. He got the bag. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's missed the final five games of each of the past two years, but I think that's going to change because of the offensive scheme that they're going to put him in. Todd Munkin is going to spread teams out. If you look at what they did in the preseason, they came out in three wide receiver sets over 60% of the time. That's not something Baltimore has done since Lamar has been there with the weapons they added, Odell, Zay Flowers. If he can stay healthy and on the field, Lamar is going to put together a really, really good season. I'm calling my shot. Lamar is going to get his second MVP this year. All right, I'm going to pick a guy that made the playoffs last year. People kind of forget that they were in the playoffs last year. People kind of forget they had a big comeback last year in the postseason. And people forget that he celebrated with the Jonas Brothers at the Waffle House after the win. That's a great song. I mean, you want to talk about a catchy song, Waffle House, Jonas Brothers. That's good. Yeah, I know you were rocking that on the way in today, CeCe. I yep, heard you. you know it. Yeah, I heard you, know you rocking that. He was blessing Jonas Brothers, Waffle House. Who am yep. I talking about? Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Trevor Lawrence, MVP, Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a great division, obviously. We know that in the AFC South. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big year this year. Calvin Ridley is going to help them, obviously. Trevor Lawrence, MVP of the NFL. Coach of the year, Smalls. Coach of the year. We're talking about him a lot today. It's going to be Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions. I 
know that there's a lot of expectations surrounding this team. So you might think, meh, he, if he meets those expectations, maybe he's not the coach of the year. It's still the Detroit Lions. It's still a franchise that has not had success in a long time. If the Lions go out and win their division, if they're a force in the playoffs, Dan Campbell's going to be the, be the coach of the year. Nice. So my coach of the year is going to be Doug Peterson. I'm piggybacking off of what you said because if T-Law's going to win MVP, then that means that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a contender, a real contender in the AFC. They had a top 10 defense from a, I mean, top t- 10 offense from a year ago. Their defense was top five in takeaways. They added Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. who's a thousand yard receiver, one of the best route runners in the National Football League, to go along with Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne. They got Tank Bigsby, a rookie that's also a really, really good running back. And they drafted Anton Harrison in the first round to be bookend tackles with uh, Greg uh, Little Walker on. Uh, or the left tackle spot. Walk a little, yeah. Walk a little, yeah, exactly. Walk a little. I knew it was something like that. Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, they've got the pieces in place for Trevor Lawrence to have a really good season, and if he does, then I think Doug Peterson is going to be considered the coach of the year. That's how good the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be. Remember, my bold prediction, I had him in the AFC Championship game, Doug Peterson working his magic a little bit. Who would have thought we're a Jaguars show all of a sudden? Who would have thought that? I don't know, but we are. We've been both being on the Jaguars here. It happened. All right, my coach of the year is somebody that coaches a team that everybody thinks is going to be terrible this year. Everybody thinks that, oh, he's on the hot seat. Bill Belichick. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. Listen, the reality is people don't think they're going to be good. CC just talked to Seth Wickersham, ESPN writer, about the idea of could it be his last year. Nobody's spinning it the other way. If they win nine or ten games this year, he's going to win coach of the year. That's all they have to do. They don't have – this is the thing. CeCe had a moment this morning where he looked at the over-under and he's like, seven and a half. I'll even pick the over. And then it's like if it's a little bit higher than you even think, if like they're one game better than you think, now you're in that nine or ten range. They hit the over. They're hovering around the playoffs. They may be in the playoffs. I'm telling you, he is going to be the coach of the year this year. But we want your MVP coming up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who do you think is going to win the MVP of the NFL this year? And understand something. If your pick is off the board, you got to pick someone else. So I'd have two ready to go just in case. But we're talking about the ones who get it done. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So Just this hit the, the east side of the LBC. Trying to find Mr. Warren G. It's day three. Yeah. We're, we're learning about one another. We're developing the identity of our show. Yeah. Jovante has us pegged. 
Every single song for three days in a row that he's returned with, banger. But uh, no, nah, he think- could be better. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a beef. He could be better. So we got, let's just, let's just establish. Well, no, you just throwing shade at me. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, he could be better. He let's be just better. establish the beef updates and like the different teams everybody's on before we get yeah. to the MVP draft. And it is on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Smalls, Chris Canty, CC, me, Evan Cohen. Um, the beefs slash unity. We got Pat versus Nuno, two producers. We got Javante producer versus CeCe. That's mm-hmm. a beef. Jerry and I very much on the same team, our TV producer. Why? Both Pats fans, both wearing the joggers a lot. So you got the Pats slash joggers. Oh, the jogger squad. Yeah, yeah. Smalls, where are you? Where's your... It's Smalls versus... You know what? Pick it's Smalls side. versus herself. The cheese stands Bla- alone. <laughs> no, you're, you're against yourself. You have I a really black am. eye. You lost your voice. You fell in the chair. Yeah. This is me. Yeah, you Take versus Mary. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to pick a side, though. I'm serious. Can I be Switzerland? No. She's the woman in the arena. No, you either with us or you against us. Well, then I'm with you. Yeah. You got that helmet go. on? There you got the helmet go. on? That's what I'm talking about. You either win with us or you watch us win. <laughs> he was just looking at me through the helmet. I could, I'm like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. There we go. All right, so here we go. We're going to do an MVP draft and see where people are. I think that if you're going to have a number one pick in the MVP draft, even though Hurts. And Lamar and Trevor Lawrence off the board, theoretically, even though anybody could pick those because we, you know, we don't count for the draft. Theoretically, the number one pick in the draft should be Mahomes, yes. right? Right. Okay, yes. but that yes. doesn't mean that our fans are actually going to go there. Uh, BJ in Mississippi, listening on ninety two nine. Shout out to ninety two nine FM in Mississippi. Who you got number one overall in the MVP draft? Jalen Hurts, man. Roll wow, down, man. Got to go with the Alabama the Alabama player, man. I'm not. Thanks for the call. Not mad at the pick wouldn't have taken him number one, right? You still got to go chalk when it comes to, like, Caleb Williams needs to be number one next year. Whether you think Drake May is going to be better, Shadur Sanders could be better, but, like, that feels chalk. Uh, Fabian in Wichita, Kansas, listening on 92.3 in Wichita. Shout out to you guys. Thank you. Fabian, what's up? Uh, I think you have to go with your boy, the ring MVP, Patrick Mahomes. That's right. quarterback in the NFL. I mean, guys, thank you for the call. Mahomes at two. Sleep. I mean, it's the best pick ever in the history of the draft. No, I'm with you. My homeboy, I love him. But here's the thing. He doesn't have a proven receiver core. Like all of the receivers not named Travis Kelsey for their career, they rank 30th in receptions, 30th in touchdowns, and 30th in receiving yards in comparison to the other receiving cores around the NFL. I just, at some point you wonder, as they keep taking pieces off this team, either it's injury or guys graduating out of their program, at what point does that catch up to Mahomes and affect his production? And with as tough as the AFC is this year, I just I wonder what the numbers are going to look like when you're facing top-tier talent like that week after week. He is the chalk pick, but going against it, just for argument's sake, there's a thought that the Chiefs kind of coast a little bit in the regular season, just get themselves in the playoffs and deal with everything later. It's not crazy to think that they don't worry as much about the regular season because how good they are. They don't. It doesn't mean if they, they better go, worry this year. Well, they I understand the depth year. of the AFC is the counter to that. You yeah. brought up a good point, but if they, they don't need to go 15 and two to win a Super Bowl, no, they don't need no. to do that. Uh, Kurt in West Virginia, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Kurt? Good morning. Great show. Always here to listen to you guys every morning. Thank you. Uh, I got to go with the the double Niners duo. We're going to see Brock Purdy as the MVP 
Kyle Shanahan as coach of the year. Wow. Wow. I'm not mad at that. I am not mad not at that. Brock Purdy off Which the board one? this early? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that's a bad at, pick at three. I agree with Smalls. I'm, I'm not mad at either one, though. Listen, at three? Purdy at three? I picked Trey Lance as a dark horse MVP going into last year, not because of anything I've seen from Trey Lance, <laughs> but because of what's around him and Kyle Shanahan being one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. He's a top three, top four offensive coach in the National Football League today. And remember, this team, after they traded for Christian McCaffrey, the week after, went on a streak where they won, what, 10 games in a row? And they rode that to the NFC Championship game? This is an offense that is loaded with playmakers. McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, who people seem to forget. Kyle Juszczyk, I love. Kyle Juszczyk, mm-hmm. my former teammate in Baltimore. And then, of course, Debo. I mean, the only thing that I'm concerned with, with this team, is what happens with the offensive line because of the defection of Mike McGlinchey in free agency. Can they keep Brock Purdy upright? Can they keep him healthy? That's my only concern, but I like him as a dark horse for MVP. But not at a three-pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Small. Listen, when, when, here's the thing. In my defense, Brock Purdy, when he took over the starting job in Week 13, most touchdown passes in the National Football League. From that point to the end of the regular season. But you could have gotten him later. That's the point that Small's making, I agree. You probably could have gotten him later, I'm just saying. And Smalls and I went to lunch a few weeks ago. The whole lunch we were talking about Mike McGlinchey leaving the Niners. Big uh, big topic of conversation. I forgot, we're doing a draft and it's about value when you get a guy. Okay, (laughs) great. Big Mike McGlinchey events over here. Uh, Will in Virginia listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Will? Hey, how we doing? What's up? As a Packers fan, it pains me to say this, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. That's a great pick at four. And that fired me up. Yeah, and thanks for the call. I mean, going based on hard knocks shouldn't be your answer. Maybe based on the football part should be your answer. That see, that's the opposite of Purdy. Yes, Rodgers at four is a great value pick. I don't know. Really, I don't think they need Rodgers to play at an MVP level to get it done. I think that team is going to be led by their defense. They got all pro players on every level of their defense, and that by far is the more talented of the two sides of the football for them. I just think they need Aaron Rodgers in close games to be the difference in them winning. That's it. I don't think they need Rodgers to throw for 250 yards a game. But when he does, and when he elevates that offense to be in lockstep with the defense, and he's the consummate teammate, and we're talking about him every week, you don't think that he's going to be the, one of the front runners in the MVP conversation? Well, listen, Aaron Rodgers, in order to win MVP, is going to have to have, what, north of 35 passing touchdowns? Right now, the over-under on passing touchdowns for Rodgers is 26.5 coming into the season. So even Vegas is saying they're not expecting him to throw 35, 40 touchdown passes. If you don't do that, you're not winning. MVP. Let's talk to Kiki. Do you love me? A 94-1 in Virginia Beach. I see they have the big uh, golf outing coming up as well there on ESPN Radio in Virginia Beach, 94-1. What's up, Kiki? Hey, guys. Loving this new show, Unsportsmanlike. I am here for it. Thank you so much. Well, Kiki, we love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Are we riding? (laughs) What do you got, Kiki? The worst. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Let's go with the hair. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that we're doing it based on hair. Now you're talking to me here. Um, so we're doing the Trevor Lawrence pick. I, it's a bad job by me. I picked Trevor Lawrence, and yeah. I didn't bring up the hair. Yeah. Doesn't he remind you of Sunshine from Remember the Titans? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I just of feel like he's, is a, there he's a dead ringer for a that. a better hair combo in the NFL than Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson? That is Probably not. Some Don't they need to have lettuce. some kind of head and shoulders commercial? They Doug Peterson. Like it's just, they're just kind of waiting on that one. That needs to happen, right? Best hair combo coach quarterback in the league. Okay, I like this. 
I'm now looking at different teams here. Who else could be in the mix for this? I mean, Andy Reid's hot. Um, I'm just thinking here. Who else is in the mix? Uh, we'll have to come back with that. We'll have to get the best hair combo for the coach and quarterback in the league. You're probably right because of Trevor Lawrence there. That's that's a really good one. MVP draft as we have Hertz, Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence all off the board. Top five in the MVP draft and nobody, nobody picked your guy, Lamar Jackson. Coming up, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.